Hey everybody, Aaron here. A couple of us are out sick this week, and of course we are prepping for our Game of the Year edition forecast episode, which will be on January 11th, so make sure you tune in for that. In the meantime, what we've decided to do is another flashback cast from one of our episodes that we've enjoyed throughout the years. This is from May 23rd, 2019. Talk about some interesting things, and we hope you enjoy it. We will catch you next time. Tell them this is our 900th episode. <laughs> Might be someone keeping track. You don't know. I mean, if it's anyone, it's Jux. Jux. It's just our loyal <laughs> fans. We've missed like two months-ish now. We're only at one so far. Yeah, so far. <laughs> We're about to be It's the 22nd yeah. of May. We're we got this. Thanks so much for joining us, and welcome to The Forecast, episode 81. Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced every Thursday. A group of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things, from video games to board games to film to TV to things we just sort of encounter throughout everyday lives. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash wearethehorizoncommunity, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. Additionally, everything we talk about, we, get, we put into our cast notes, gets pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using, so make sure you check that out. You can also go to our website to check out any of the stuff we have done in the past, uh, some video content, as well as the home of Monthly Bone Rumble. So make sure you take a look at that. And maybe we'll do it again at some point in the future, at some point. Mm, I'm pretty sure I'm busy that day. <laughs> You're busy. <laughs> um, I'm joined again by a few additional peeps this week. Alex? Al Alex? I'm Alex, and I approve this message. <laughs> Caleb? Hello. Owen. Hey, how's it going? And Jake John. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay. We're here. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. Hey, before we get started, should I do another top 10 list? Because I found another no. one. Oh, oh my God. Are you <laughs> Come on. Do it's it. The it's the 10 most expensive items sold that don't actually exist. We should just do a top 10 list every podcast. Every, every week? Time. Mm -hmm. We should week. do a separate podcast of top 10 lists. Just yeah. reading top 10 lists. Yeah, not us doing top 10 lists. Us stealing other people's content yes. and reading oh, it aloud. man. But then at the end of the year, we can do a top 10 of top 10 lists that oh we did. Oh, God. And that like, would be us making a top 10 list. It would be like the one that I was talking about, I don't know when that was, like three weeks ago, that was a top 10 list of top 10 lists. Yeah, or top yeah. top six list of top 10 lists. What? Yeah. What we, the heck is that? That's garbage. I don't know. We I could do know. a top three of top six lists of Ooh. top ten lists. <laughs> all right. I don't have to do all these, but I want to see if you guys think that's even remotely close to the value of any of these things because oh, it's no. all video game related stuff. Oh. First is a Revenant supercarrier from EVE Online. Oh. Are oh, most of these going to be from EVE Online? Because uh, I feel no, like they no. are. It's, it's a mixture. It's a mixture of okay. things. Wait, what is this a top ten of? Are this we guessing the top, top ten? Top ten oh, okay. most expensive items sold that don't actually exist. They're all oh, from video games. You should have. Super just told carrier. us items and we could have guessed the we list. We could have guessed the list. Yeah. That would, let's do that <laughs> next time. Write that down. Are we doing least do expensive to most expensive? Least expensive to most expensive. Number ten is the Revenant Supercarrier from EVE I, Online. It was $9,000. One of these is going to be from World of Warcraft. Wait, did you just tell us the number? Yeah, I thought we were guessing. Because we can't, we can't go. Just you guys are too slow. We got. I guess nine thousand. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm jumping up <laughs> well, here. Number nine thousand and one dollars. <laughs> you guessed. You guessed correctly. Number eight was a mace from Diablo three that was sold on the market before they closed it down. Ten thousand dollars. Fourteen thousand. You're getting there. 
You're getting there. Uh, a CSGO skin for the oh knife. My gosh. 20, oh, like, oh, like 30000 $30,000. I'm so oh, nice. Hey. Wait, Alex, you might know this one. The Ethereal Flames War Dog. Um, That's like 30, 32, 38. 38000 30, Yeah. Wow. Wow. Good at guessing these things. Was it? Okay, here we go. Alex, this did one you buy serious. it? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> no, but I did. Did you sell it? know about that story before right. we just talked about it. <laughs> Number four, somebody recreated the city of Amsterdam in Second Life, and it was sold on eBay. How much was it sold for? That's million stupid. dollars. No, what? We're in the thousands. <laughs> what are you talking about? Eighty-four, fifty thousand. Uh oh, I know. Number three was actually the next three are all from Entropia. What is that? It's a massive MMORPG <laughs> that we're never heard of it. It, all yeah, started, it can't okay. be that big. It's. <laughs> the Crystal Palace Space Station sold for three hundred and thirty thousand. There was a club in the in the game that sold for six hundred and thirty-five thousand. And the most expensive thing in a video game ever sold was a planet. Was a planet. Yeah. I knew about the planet because once you mentioned the club, I was like, I remember this because the same guy that bought the club bought the fucking planet. <laughs> That's actually true. That's ridiculous. how much is the planet? Six million dollars. Six million dollars for a planet in a game that none of us have heard of. I also remember something weird about the club was that, like, there was a stipulation that they could sell the club afterwards, but they couldn't sell it to a specific character because they were like, fuck that guy in particular. So they were like, mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want with this thing. You just can't sell it to him. I think more interesting than the actual transactions that happened is, like, when people break down the real-life money loss from, like, an <laughs> EVE Online war. Mm-hmm. Like, none of it is actually in U.S. currency, but you can equate it to U.S. currency. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this this army lost, like, $300,000 in ships in this one battle. It's nuts. Or the stories about the people who are, like, infiltrating from, you know, like, they, they've taken years to get to, like, the center of an organization. And they wait till everybody's offline and they just go destroy all their stuff and take all their money. Mm -hmm. Some good stuff. Hey, let's go to what have you been playing lately. And Alex, we'll we'll start with you. Right, um, so it's been a while since we recorded, but I did play and finish uh, Katana Zero, which is a small indie game. Um, it's basically like side-scrolling, uh, what did we equate it Hotline. to before? Hotline Miami, Miami side-scrolling. Uh, one hit kills enemies, one hit kills you, and you kind of have like a time manipulation mechanics, you can like slow down time. Um... It actually like, feels a lot like Ronin, but faster paced in the style of Hotline Miami. It does look a lot like Ronin. It does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's super rad. It's got a cool style. Um, and actually, surprisingly, the story is really cool. And it's very, like, it kind of goes places and isn't pretty, um, like, psychological, like, mess with your head type stuff. Yeah, it's, it's pretty short. The though, story right? is also very Hotline Miami. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, so Hotline <laughs> Miami again. Yeah, yeah. So you you get to the end of the game and it gives you a to be continued. So hopefully they're working on a sequel or an expansion or something because the story is kind of left for Katana One. Uh, at, at a point where it can go on. <laughs> yeah, this is the prequel. Yeah, <laughs> that would be pretty great. But it, right now it's only like a four hour long game, but very oh. worth playing. Yeah, pretty short but very good. That's what they always um, said about me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also played Burning Daylight, which is another very, very short game. It's only like a half an hour long, but it's free and it's on Steam. 
And it's basically a walking simulator. You're a person that wakes up in this weird dystopian future where everybody's like basically locked into their VR headsets and it's not paying attention to reality. And you just kind of like wander through different parts of the city and it's it's like, pretty cool. Like Wally level where they're all riding around on their scooters. Yeah, so they're not ready scooters, but one. just like everybody's totally zoned one? out. Yeah, ready player one. Everybody's zoned out. The world, like when you see the world without looking at it through AR or VR or anything like that, it's like very, you know, dirty and run down. And like there's some weird stuff like you, you're running around collecting coins to try to, in, in this like AR version, to try to like progress through the gate that's up ahead. And it's like a physical gate in the world and like AI is telling you to go get this stuff. And then at one point it tells you you've got to like punch the... I forget what it was. It's like an Apple man, but it's like a man dressed up in like some sort of extravagant like suit and it's all like fun and games. But then you realize like outside of the AR world, you just like beat up a homeless dude. So oh. it's, it's got some stuff like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, pretty fun. Uh, Salt and Sanctuary is an older game, <laughs> but me and Caleb have been playing co-op through that. Uh, it's essentially just like side-scrolling Dark Souls. The theme going on of take a game style and make it side-scrolling, and I'm going to play that. <laughs> uh, no, but it's like all of the features of Dark Souls that you're looking for, like bonfires, souls, like um, extensive like weapon builds and all that kind of stuff is all in there. Crazy bosses. Mm-hmm. Most of which Alex doesn't live through. <laughs> hey, no way. Alex dies to... Crazy hard bosses. Come on. I always live like died to bosses, and I was like, "All right, don't die to this one." We finish the boss fight. He's alive. Then he dies to poison. Like right (laughs) after the boss. The boss poisoned me. (laughs) It's yeah. That's Uh, actually how it happens most of the time. Is I'll live all the way through the boss fight and either die directly at the end or just like after the boss actually dies. He also usually does the most damage to the bosses because usually they're resistant to slashing, which is all I do. All I do. So I've got a big hammer. Yeah, you do. Very big. <laughs> <laughs> but that game's a ton of fun. So. Yeah, and it's got really cool ideas behind, like, all the weapons have different combos that you can use that make it a lot of fun. And there's they added guns to it, so that's that's cool. It's like Bloodborne. Yeah, oh, no wonder you like, like it. You went yeah. for, like, a Bloodborne-style build for a while where you had, like, a primary and a gun. Yeah. You can so parry you can... with the gun. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Uh, and finally, I picked up uh, Book of Demons recently. It's oh, a... don't put that back. <laughs> <laughs> That's called it's... the Necronomicon. Yeah, what are you doing? It's like an it's an indie ARPG that you play like on rails, sort of. Uh, like there's these laid out tracks that you're allowed to go through the dungeons, and you can't deviate from them. Uh, and you have kind of limited movement abilities but you're collecting cards along the way and the cards are your like attack abilities and defense abilities and stuff like that and so you're basically like building a hand of cards that'll provide your way to deal with the monsters in the dungeon i i haven't yeah go ahead what is it kind of like slay the spire no no not at all cool it's all real time and like I don't even know why it's significant that they're cards. It's just like abilities that you get. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. Weird. 
Uh, but really, it's just an action RPG on yeah, rails, like I said. And it's, yeah, it's on rails, which makes it not as good, I think. Like yeah, I'm just maybe. I'm just frustrated with like I'm just frustrated with that game and it's limited <laughs> like there there's all sorts of projectiles that enemies will shoot at you and you have like no way to dodge a lot of them. Right. And it's very annoying. And you have very limited health and yep. not a, a lot of ways to get health back. Do you just like playing punishing games? <laughs> no. Is <laughs> the thing. <laughs> Don't. I mean you I know you didn't used to but that's pretty much what you play anymore I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. Want to get punished? I I will say I'm not enjoying it too much. I don't. I thought it would be a lot better, but I, I'm not really too into it. I played a bit of it a while back, like five hours or so of it. It was, it was fun for that five hours, but I think I got tired of it. Um, I'll hop in here next. Man, I feel like I just regurgitate the same two games no. I have been for the past like no, six tell years. Us, tell us about Zelda. the best game of 2018, so it's we fine. We also have not freaking posted a podcast in a while because we've been doing uh, The Four for yeah. freaking ever. <laughs> for Thor. You're for Thor. welcome. Yeah. We had like three episodes of you guys in a row. It's crazy. Oh, we should do four. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Go ahead and make something up just real quick, and I'll, I'll post it tomorrow. Okay. It's fine. Um, been playing two things. Number one, the uh, compendium came out for Dota. Um, and of course, so there goes all of the extra money that I have <laughs> because, you know, Alex and I, for some reason, feel like we need to spend a stupid amount of money buying in-game stuff. So it's not even that cool, but hey, you haven't even spent $38,000, though. I have not yet th spent $38,000. <laughs> if you put like $200 into the compendium, you get an axe skin and he doesn't have an axe. <laughs> It's so He's a lying. bare knuckle brawler. Oh, does does his voice line change to like axe? Yeah, not well, yeah. Axe. A bunch of his voice lines change to reflect the fact that he no longer has an axe. <laughs> oh man, it's great. <laughs> it seems kind of ridiculous. ridiculous that they would just take away an axe. And I only think they changed like a couple of the animations, right? Like yeah, his well, like he spin like, and his dunk. He does like a weird lariat spin thing instead yeah. of like rotating with his axe because he doesn't have one. No, he is Axe. And he does like a weird overhand chop thing for his rolling blade. It's, yeah. Well, awesome. The compendium's great. I don't know. Like I said, we spend too much money, but it's been fun. We've also been playing, I just started playing for the first time Turbo. Never played Turbo before. And man, I do miss games that are only like 20 minutes until yeah. you're done with the match instead of 40 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Playing so a 40 minute nice. game that you're just losing for like the whole game never feels good. Playing a 20 yeah. minute game where you're losing the whole time also doesn't feel good, but it's half as half as long, so it's much yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I've is also, Turbo? Sorry, like, not to you level and gain gold a lot faster. Yeah. It's a mode in Dota. Yeah, yeah. It's a mode in Dota. Oh, cool! I don't have to care anymore. That was <laughs> that was Sorry. not Open like super that. apparent from the way yeah. you transitioned. It sounded Sorry. like a new game. It's a new game called Turbo. Well, it could basically been. a Dota clone. <laughs> it's it's Dota but better. Um, I've also been playing, of course, Celeste. I've been doing a lot of traveling, so I've been playing Celeste on the plane. Uh, trying to get through the B sides. I finally beat Hotel. That's freaking hard. So, I love that game. I'm so I'm so mad at myself that I was not okay with that game when we were voting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shame on me. Shame on would me. You, Let's move on. Would you actually put that as the highest game of 2018 now? I still don't think I would put it higher than God of War, but That's right. I talked <laughs> okay, down I hard when we were... 
I mean, I was like, yeah, you hated it then. Woo! Did not like it. <laughs> Caleb, what have you been playing? So I've been playing a few different things. Uh, Dark Devotion is a Dark Souls like game. It's also a roguelike uh, that I've been playing recently. It's pretty cool. It's two D side scrolling, kind of like Salt and Sanctuary. It actually, feels a lot like that. Um, but it's got some cool ideas behind uh, abilities or like buffs and debuffs. I think they're in the game they're called blessings and curses. But essentially what happens is you have this faith meter. And if if your faith meter is high while you're fighting things and you kill a bunch of stuff, you tend to get blessings. Um, or if it's low, you tend to get curses if you drop it down low enough. And you'll get curses that are specific to what's happening to your character. So like if you recently lost health, You'll get a curse that's like an infected wound, and it'll like make you move slower. Or if you have damaged armor, you'll get a curse that's like broken armor um, that does sort of some of the like causes you to use extra stamina or something. But it's really interesting where the curses actually like pertain to your character state, which I think is really cool. Hmm. Uh, I've also been playing Hollow Knight recently. I went back and played that. I never got the true ending in that game, so I went back and did that. Oh my gosh, that game is so good. I don't know how we didn't vote that higher in 2017, but 2017 was also a great game. 2017 was kind of lit. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Hollow Knight should have been up there. I, I don't know what I was thinking. But man, that game is phenomenal. I would highly suggest everybody go back and play it and get the true ending. It's so good. Um, recently, I played Prey Typhon Hunter, which just came out a while back as like a free add-on if you had the DLC for Prey. And the was, base game mode is a multiplayer. Wasn't the DLC free? Uh, Mooncrash was not free. Oh, it was not. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It was. Okay. Um, but Typhon Hunter, the base game mode, I think, is a prop hunt, but I think it's dead now. But it was like prop hunt based on the mimics from Prey. Mm. Um, but the other version, it has three uh, escape room style games in VR that are all Prey focused. And they're actually surprisingly good little escape rooms. They're not very long, um, but they got some interesting puzzles going on in them. They're kind of fun. And then it's also got this little museum, I guess, where you can like look at all the creatures and stuff, which gives you like a sense of scale for the enemy creatures, like whatever they're called. What are they called? Typhon. There we go. The enemy Typhon. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's in the yeah. title. Mm. Yep, it's in the title. Interesting. They're called Typhon. Uh, but it's kind of cool because you get like a sense of scale of all the terrifyingly large creatures in VR. Yeah, uh, Alex, there's no way you could play that. It's it actually very scary. It's not scary at all. <laughs> It's not scary at all. The escape rooms are not. Um, they're uh-huh. very cool. I would highly suggest. Are there any out. enemies in the escape rooms? Uh, no. Okay. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh. The last one I've been playing is Druid Stone, and this is a uh, turn-based tactics game, grid-based. Like uh, it's a lot like uh, Divinity: Original Sin, um, only single player. But you got a squad, you're running around doing these missions, and you the way you level up is you have um, ability cards and gear cards, and you get these gems that you can slot into cards that upgrade them. And at any time at the start of a mission, you can unslot all your gems and reslot them into different abilities to give you different things, which gives you this like really cool concept of like you know uh, building towards the mission. Which is really fun. I've had to do it multiple times because I've been just losing missions and had to like revamp my skills. You just swap to get up the right build things so you know you can. Yeah, so you know you can deal with specific huh. things. It's really cool. I I think it's really really good. Uh, Owen, what have you been playing, buddy? Well, I have been playing some board games. 
instead of playing, you know, just video games. Uh, one of the ones that I tried out was a game called Reef. Uh, and it's a game where you have this kind of like deck of cards that um, you have to like kind of play out and people around the board all have their own board and you pick one of the cards and it tells you, hey, you have to have this color reef uh, in, in, in this part of your board. Um, and so you then have to kind of get... The, uh, not really the tallest or the highest, but you want to kind of build your reefs and get uh, as many points as you can versus the other people. Is it, it kind of like Ticket to Ride style where you have an objective that nobody knows and you're trying to build I've that on your reef or something? I've never played Ticket to Ride. What? So going to say no. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was interesting. The game that I really liked uh, trying out was a game called Tortuga uh, 1667. Uh, not to be confused with Tortuga 1668. That doesn't <laughs> exist. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, okay. Uh, so the the game, everybody has a secret role. You're either a uh, Frenchman or an Englishman. And if you play with enough people, you can also have the Danes. And you, you're each, there's two boats and an island. And the, basically what you do is that the boats either fire upon the, like this kind of neutral third ship that no one can go to and take some of the, the treasure from that ship from a successful attack or go to the island and get the treasure on the island. And the idea is that they're both boats and the island have an English and a French side. And so depending on if your attacks or your brawls or whatnot uh, are successful or not will depend on what side the treasures go on. And so what you want to do is you want to get all of the treasures on your side by the end of the game, obviously. Um, but nobody knows what side you're on, and you also don't know what side anyone else is on. So this you like... kind of have to fib a little bit and kind of play this. It was interesting. I know that we've had a lot of those games in the past where you kind of have to, like, secret Hitler your role, and it, but it kind of gave it a, another level on top of it. Plus, it was extremely portable which I thought was really neat. It was like an eight-inch game board, if that. This is like um, a, a like hidden roll tug of war version of Pirates Cove, is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with that. I thought it was pretty good, uh, and it also looked very nice. Like the map is uh, kind of on parchment uh, of old timey ships, and it looks like a, a map of Tortuga and various things of piratey lore so i thought it was neat I was this it. hidden roll aspect on par with that pink game that we played at pax unplugged we don't talk about that one. <laughs> oh. oh sorry sorry you're right you're right jake what have you been oh. playing buddy i have been playing so speaking of dark souls like games i've been playing dark souls <laughs> oh, the that remastered dark souls version on yeah. the switch uh it's a souls like it's, <laughs> it's a it's, souls borny road game yeah, it's it's very similar, but some key differences <laughs> are that it's Dark Souls. 
But it's it's really good. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. The secret to having fun in that game is to use a two-handed weapon because you just do crazy damage. <laughs> and it's a lot freaking easier than trying to do anything else, I feel like. One thing that's kind of been getting on my nerves is there's a lot of fucking running around. Mm. Uh, there was one boss that was kind of giving me a hard time. And, like, the boss was tough. But the really frustrating thing was I had, like, a five-minute commute between dying and running <laughs> back to it. Like, Such there was a literally pain. a ladder I had to climb that was, like, a minute long of just straight climbing a ladder. Nothing's happening. I'm not fighting anything. It's not dangerous. I'm just climbing this ladder. That sounds boring. It, it seems like From is very hit or miss on, on that sort of thing. Like, fighting Lady Butterfly in Sekiro, it's like, oh, just run straight it's down outside. these stairs and you're right, right here. Yeah. Uh, Sekiro fighting the easiest on that. Yeah, fighting, um, oh, what's Lightning Boy's name? Whatever oh, that guy is. Yeah. Lady him, Lightning. You have to like run <laughs> through this house, hop out this window, run around the side of this building, climb up, watch a cutscene, wait for him to start <laughs> fighting you again. And yeah. then if he beats you, you just have to do all that again. Yeah, that's it's stupid. which he will. God, that's yeah. so frustrating. Yeah, like the worst part in Dark Souls was where I was using a shortcut from this one bonfire. And then for a story reason, the bonfire goes out. <laughs> So I had to go one even further away, <laughs> or I had to use a shortcut to get to that first bonfire, and then a second shortcut to get to where I wanted to go. <laughs> that was super annoying. And then one other thing I want to complain about this freaking game <laughs> is that kind of tying into the it's confusing and to get around, I accidentally skipped an area, which is part of why I had so much trouble with that boss I had to run five minutes to die to. Because this area, not only would I have gotten like five levels just clearing that area, but it has the thing that lets you upgrade your weapons more. And I just walked past it because the key, the key to open it is past it. And the key's labeled like basement key. And I'm like, oh, great. If I find a basement, I guess I'll go there. But overall, it's a fun game. (laughs) It's just, it can be really frustrating. Uh, The other game I've been playing, I finally went back and started playing more Pathfinder Kingmaker. Uh, It was a game I kickstarted, I guess, last year, I think. Uh, based on the Pathfinder system and the Adventure Path Kingmaker that they released. It's a CRPG. It's not perfect. It has <laughs> issues. They give you a Tower Shield Specialist. And Tower Shield <laughs> Specialists can suck my dick. No I one hate wants them. that. They're garbage. <laughs> why Why do they give you a Tower Shield Specialist? Hey, they also give you a uh, one rogue, one wizard. They give you a... Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> when he says that, he means not a rogue and a wizard... A character who has one level of wizard and one level of rogue, Those which is a terrible like combination. It's really not mm-hmm. what you want. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's it's not very good, but it's fun when it works. Sometimes <laughs> you just get crit three times in a row and your barbarian dies, which Ooh. is less fun. That's not great. I found the secret to enjoying it is safe scumming, like really hard. But that's not unfortunate. Yeah, or, or just not playing it. I mean, there's that too. Yeah, I don't know. It's the most fun I've had with a CRPG, I think, which is probably saying something. Hmm. But it might also just be because I know the system already. Do you get to like build up those other characters you get the way that you want to? Like, could you just ignore like the rogue side of that character? Yeah, the issue is though they're already level two, and they've already got one of each. So So whichever way you take them, you've kind of got a dead level. Like there is, so there's a prestige class called Arcane Trickster that I'm gonna take her up, which is pretty decent. But that, 
that missing level really hurts when you hit level three and she should have second level spells, which are like good. And she still got first level spells, which are like piss. <laughs> like that, that hurts. You can also hire your own characters at some point and build them up from scratch. Yeah, you just got to pay a dick ton of money for it. Yeah. Which, if that's what you want to do, it's probably worth it. Yeah. Even if it's not what you want to do, it's probably worth it. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes me, the characters they give you are garbage. I'm just confirmed they did not patch a turn-based mode into this game. They, they did, not. did not. I really <laughs> sincerely thought they did. It's part of why I started playing it again. But they didn't. It's a CRPG through and through. I think there's confusion because there was a turn-based mode added to Pillars of Eternity 2, which is also a CRPG. Yes, which is on my wish list now. Yeah. Kingmaker sounds like an amazing game, Jake. It's You know what? It's fine. Speaking of Kingmaker, actually, there's a... Um, oh, yeah. There's a... It's not a Kickstarter. Yeah. It's a board a game player, boys. Thing for a uh, Kickstarter... Wait. or Gosh, that Kickstarter Why? again. Why would they not do Kickstarter? Like, they just uh, not want people to see their stuff? Specific one, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure why you wouldn't do it on Kickstarter. It seems right? like a bad idea. Why? Uh, but okay. it's for making Kingmaker in the... It's remaking it as a 10th anniversary edition, I think. Yeah. And it's for it's going to be for specifically for second edition of Pathfinder. But you can also get bestiaries for first edition of Pathfinder and fifth edition D&D to sort of translate it. And they're adding stuff that is in the video game that's not in the original Kingmaker Adventure Path. And they're putting it in this new one. Specifically all these garbage companions I've been bitching about. <laughs> so the Tower hey, Shield special. There are can some good up. ones. Yeah, like the knock knock. He's the road. Oh. He's a goblin. <laughs> An adventure knock, path. Knock. Yeah, that's so dumb. <laughs> An adventure path. If you're playing it in like actual D and D or Pathfinder or whatever, takes like years, right? Mm-hmm. It takes so, usually it takes you from like level one to level eighteen. So like, how long does it take to play this video game? So it's gonna be like considerably less. A thousand hours. <laughs> So... No, not not thousands of hours. Obviously, it's going to be streamlined. Plus, you don't have to try to coordinate 10 people who don't want to do the quest. Yeah. Uh, but let me see. So over kind of two-ish attempts at it, I'm at 27 hours, and I think I just hit, I'm almost at level five. Okay. So it's not exactly blazing fast. It's probably only half that, really, for my most recent attempt at it. How long to beat? has not very many polls for it but it looks like 140 hours for main plus extras wow <laughs> it's so long game. <laughs> that's a lot it's a long fun game <laughs> I, am, I know i'm not selling it but i am having fun with it i'm gonna play <laughs> more i'll tell okay <laughs> before before we leave games alex pointed out that i didn't mention an, a very important one that recently came out uh called rage 2 probably heard of it probably Um, like the biggest release (laughs) in the last few weeks completely forgot about it it's not the best game i played in the last few weeks nobody seems to like it it is good so it's doom combat but better because it's doom combat and you also have super powers say better than doom combat correct come on no it's the people that made doom i feel like i'm all skeptical It's pretty Doom easy, for, I feel like, for them so to good. on it. Yeah, this is genuinely better. The problem is, this also has an open world where you have to, you know, travel from the good part where there's combat to the good part where there's combat, and you have to travel through the wasteland for long periods of time. 
No or fast travel. Like almost slow nothing vehicle. to do. There do is fast least... travel, but only to very specific places. Can you listen to Three Dog while you do it? At least <laughs> you can't. You can't. Uh, what's even the point? I know. Is there any radio station at all? Uh, I don't think so. It's not that I'm aware so of. You're just driving in silence. Man. Yeah. Well, your car no. talks to you. Yeah, there's like a quirky you know car what? AI. I don't yeah. want to hear about this like, game anymore. Yeah, like what? They could have done this well, but clearly they did not. Yeah. The gameplay, like the second to second combat gameplay is phenomenal. Very, very good. But man, getting from point A to point B is just annoying and exhausting. Hmm. Yeah. When did that come out this like just recently? When did that come yeah, out? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Like a week maybe? or two ago, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard nothing about it. So Yeah, clearly... nobody seems to like it except Caleb and um Alex, <laughs> the other one. I don't know uh, that Alex even likes it that much. Oh, is that true? I I I was just annoyed kind of by the travel. Oh, wow. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. The I don't travel is obnoxious. I do like the shooting though. The shooting is oh it's so good. It's really, really good. And it's got mm. some really cool weapons. Like, there's one where you fire grav darts into people, which don't do damage, but then the alt fire launches them towards that location based on how many grav darts you shot into them. So, I filled this guy up with, like, 40 once, and I launched him directly into the ceiling right above him, and he just exploded into mist. It's great. I've never mm-hmm. known this group to like a game that others review as really bad or awful. <laughs> personal it's experience not a normal that? thing. I don't. I, I. I just don't think that that's what we do. I think we only play good games. <laughs> well, why play terrible games? You know what I mean. Oh, uh, let's talk about other things that were highly disappointing. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, are we gonna get into Game of Thrones? Yeah, sure. we are. All right, man. Talk about. Let's talk about. I don't even know what to say. Are we going to flash talk about spoiler spoilers warning before we get into yes. this? Yeah. Spoilers yeah. for Game spoilers. of Thrones. Dude, who even cares that there's spoilers in this at the moment? Yeah. That's spoilers. <laughs> honestly, it would be a kindness if you got yeah, spoiled I mean, and decided not we'd, to watch we'd make it. it better. We'd make it better for you, honestly. So, yeah, spoilers. Um, Everyone dies. That's it. I, that would be, be a, a better, better ending. I know, right? <laughs> I would have been like more if they fulfilled. actually all like, died oh, against nice. the Night King. I've been like, yeah, this is great. I've been like, wow, that's bold. I, I mean, like my head cannon still is the fact that everybody died at the against the Night King, and that's just where it ended. There. To be fair, if anybody had died against the Night King, except I guess hey, Jorah, hey. the Dothraki, if anybody okay. important, Wait, that, they had to get rid of that sorry. CG budget. Okay, oh, sorry. which oh, Dothraki? Yeah. The one that were filling King's Landing. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Dang it. Are you joking? And all of the Unsullied that also just magically fucking appeared yeah. at King's Land. You know, for somebody who's supposed to be losing a lot of her army, it seems to be multiplying by the goddamn hour. Yeah. yeah also, what the fuck? The, the entire, that entire episode where they were fighting the Night King, like, there are just freaking dead people everywhere and, like, a couple living beings. And then yeah. there's just thousands of people left somehow after that battle yeah literally Wait, where was everyone hiding yeah <laughs> don't know. Did, oh, no. did she keep him in reserve just in case king's landing fell or some <laughs> that, shit oh, like... yeah yeah that's what happened uh, I, well, like, like even yeah. the post episode discussion with like the directors and stuff and, and we D&D, forgot they, everything they talk about like oh in this scene you basically witnessed the end of the dothraki yeah they said that <laughs> 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 Interesting. They all just like that. show up. Yeah, I oh. I love how they just at every single thing was just like, oh yeah, we just kind of forgot that the Dothraki exist or died or you know this isn't what King's Landing looks like or literally fucking anything. Yeah. I mean, 
Have you I, heard the one where they're talking about why Daenerys didn't expect the Iron Fleet? And they're like, oh, she forgot about <laughs> yeah. the Iron Fleet. Forgot about the... <laughs> Have you seen Literally all the videos the where she's talking about how the Iron Fleet, like, over and over again? She's like, we gotta yes. go get them. Literally in the them. planning session before this attack, they mentioned the Iron Fleet twice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But she uh, forgot. Uh, yeah, whatever. Fuck and, it. Fuck this. Like, and then, you know... So episode five, I think, would be fine if episode four didn't exist because... <laughs> Because episode five, like, she wrecks all the people with the catapults. I'm like, oh, this just proves that they put too much faith in these catapults and that dragons are, like, way better than that. But no, the episode right before, they freaking wreck a dragon, like, so yeah. easily. <laughs> oh, yeah, but well, that's because she forgot about the fleet. Yes. Not only do they wreck a dragon, <laughs> she forgot how to dodge. They destroy an entire fleet of ships with, like, bigger crossbows. My God, yeah. I hate Explain this Explain that <laughs> yep. Like... Honestly, the problem of this was never the CGI budget or the acting. The acting is amazing. Um, um, Amelia Clark sells so Peter many Dinklage, of her man. scenes. Yeah, but like, I mean, they're all great. It's it's literally just D and D and the worst writing possible. Yeah, and I don't even think that it's the worst writing possible. I think it's the fact that they looked at the possibility of maybe being able to have some good character like switch ups you know kind of have some twisty twists in there but instead of doing it over the course of multiple seasons they're like let's do this in five minutes you know i'll say the only things about that show that this season that i appreciated were basically cersei's character and i freaking hate cersei yeah <laughs> but i think she was true to her nature because she's a freaking psychopath and thought that oh they'll be fine dragons destroying the city but we'll be fine the red keeps never falling and then there's just her death. I thought that was like an appropriate death for Cersei because if she would have had one that was oh. like meaningful. Hey, did did Cersei forget how she got that throne in the first place? You know, Baratheon's rebellion and the Red Keep fell. Yeah. Want to break that out? Also, yeah. her arc just ruined Jamie's entire uh, character. character? Yeah, he had he was redeemed so much. He had such a good like slow redemption like, arc over the entire course of the show. Really give like and a solid ends. reason. He's like, eh, no. the writer said I gotta go die. Over <laughs> <there."> <laughs> I, I mean, that's Ugh. pretty much what this entire season was. Is that they were like, well, we wanted to have this specific ending, and we don't have enough time to actually get there. So just bullshit reasons to get everything done, which is Jamie. just. Bad. Jamie forgot his character arc, and he went and did this thing. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the guy Everyone that plays Jamie, the guy that plays Jamie, is like really into his character, and like was arguing a lot with the the writers about his motivations and stuff. Oh yeah, and I guess just didn't didn't do it enough. Hmm. Literally, most of the characters st still alive completely forgot their character arcs. Yeah, why or is Arya now anything. Christopher Columbus? What what is that about? Unclear. That <laughs> okay. Makes no sense. Why do we even Literally. need the Night's Watch? What the heck is that about? Arya spends the whole show being like, I want revenge. I'm gonna kill everyone. And she goes from place to place getting revenge. And then she gets to the place to kill Cersei, and the hound is like, Oh, it's dangerous here. And she's like, Oh yeah. And like leaves. <laughs> yep, I'm like, I guess I'll oh, go now. What? And then she goes and she, you know, saves some civilians or not very yeah. much. Yeah, and none. she's immune she to none. buildings falling on her. That was great. Loved yeah. that. I did read a post today that discussed that all of the characters that were in that battle are probably going to die soon from asbestos poisoning. 
So. Oh my god. I'll take comfort in that. Yeah. I have to share this video with you guys. It's three minutes of the Games of Thrones Game of Thrones cast being disappointed by season eight. I have watched that. It okay. is depressing. At the end, when they have Kit Harrington and they're like, "How would you describe the finale?" and he's just like, "Disappointing." Like, oh my god. <laughs> and then yeah. he laughs. When the, he laughs, he like recovers it. But it does not feel like it's a joke. He's no. like, "Oh, just joking." Never yeah, mind. You know, I'm about hey. to get sued. I read an article. I read an article recently that one of the reasons that they didn't do another season and they like wrapped things up really quickly is that uh, D.B. Weiss and what's his name? The other guy. They, they wanted David. their Star Wars money. Yeah, they Benioff. are moving over to. Yeah, David Benioff. They're moving over to Disney for the next iteration of Star Wars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so great. anyone else. Yeah. Like, if they were doing if they were if they weren't writing it themselves, what do you call it? Adapting it. If they're adapting it. Fine. Whatever. They did great on the adaptations, I think. Yeah, but as soon as they're writing their own stuff, it's garbage, terrible. Oh, it's horrendous, just can we, terrible. Can we, can we wrap this up with just our thoughts about Bran? The worst choice, the, the worst fucking, possible yeah. choice that you could make out of anybody in that show. Gosh. The freaking uncle would have been better. <laughs> yeah, <he was laughs> uncle, sit down, and I was like, just make Sansa king and just be done with it. Also, oh. how do you go from like this scene where like everything just ends and um drogo flies off and then all of a sudden we get into this like little like round table discussion with some comedy there was no, no time to mourn no, no time to be upset it's just like hey we're done next next scene on to the next thing who cares it's Man, because they didn't drogo... know how to explain keeping john alive yeah but it didn't cut make to any goddamn sense there's no yeah. way that they would have not killed him on the spot. There's yeah, no way. Absolutely would have killed him. Oh, Grey Worm would have for sure. 100%. Yeah, 100, yeah. I don't know. Grey Worm doesn't seem to be that smart. He's like Tyrion, you're not allowed to talk. So then Tyrion gives a speech about how they need to pick a new king. <laughs> yeah. And then Grey Worm's like, we're not gonna release John. And then they send him north where he wants to be anyways. And it's like, all right, sure. Because well, the, un the unsullied care about the Night's Watch in any way. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> he may not be smart, but he's very fast. Do you remember the scene? He's got all the freaking Lannister armor and he's knifing him. And yeah. John's like, he's like, go find her. And then like, he shows up and Grey Worm's already there. I'm like, I'm <laughs> I, think, path. I think maybe uh, Arya had a mask of Grey Worm and she was Grey Worm <laughs> in one of those scenes. I don't know which one, but in one of those, I'm pretty you sure know, he was Arya. I think Arya that was both sense. of them. Because Arya, yeah. I would she's believe, is that actually. fast. Yeah, we've already seen her teleport. <laughs> she's very good at it. <laughs> Except for when she goes into King's Landing to assassinate Cersei. Yeah. Then it takes her all night to get to the street. Two whole episodes. Yeah. <laughs> also, oh the, the whole Night's Watch thing in general. Number one, why do we need a Night's Watch? Number you two, yeah, he's not actually doing the Night's Watch clearly. Is he going north? Yeah, he's just going to hang out with the wildlings. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, assume he, that he's going to he go clearly, be king of the wildlings. Yeah, he clearly like didn't stay with the Night's Watch, Like, went farther north. He's just like, sign like, whatever. Or the, or, or the wall's down, so now the Night's Watch has to move to the next wall, which is actually further north, which is where Winter's no. actually coming from. It's where the I mean, actual Winter zombies we're are. We're friends yeah. with That's the right. wildlings now. There's no Night King, and there's a giant hole in the wall, so I don't know why we have Castle yeah, Black where anymore. Was the giant hole in the wall? The big woman here? Shh. It's I saw a, a different whole episode. Wall. Is it not it's, near it's, the... They repaired it. Yeah. <laughs> not... On they fixed the giant is it not wall? Castle yeah. Black? They took that blue dragon, you know, and they just went up there and they breathed some icy fire <laughs> oh stuff. Gosh. Yeah, he unfucks Unclear the wall. what that is. Speaking Listen. of the blue dragon, King's Landing, dragon hits a building with fire, building instantly crumbles. It's John like a freaking... hides behind a rock, 
safe. It's a big rock. So it's a big there's rock. a big difference between oh, blue fire gosh. and orange fire. Everybody knows that orange fire is hotter. Okay. Well, it's very important it. you know that. Oh, also, that was just like a solid rock. These are like man-made walls that are That's just like true. paper thin. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And I think they're... they use like mud to hold the stones together. <laughs> so it makes sense that that would just liquefy and the building would fall over instantly. Like See? a freaking massive lightsaber just cutting through a tower. <laughs> Easily explainable. At least we found out Drogon's nice and smart because he melted. He, he knew. He melted that throne so that Bran had a nice ramp up. Oh, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Drogon, the one that missed the Iron Fleet, smart enough to melt a symbolic chair. Well, maybe he saw the Iron Fleet, but the other one didn't, and he yeah. didn't warn it. That's why That's he was like problem. squawking when they were flying around mm. trying to get its attention. Mm-hmm. He was like, look out for the Iron Fleet, you idiot. I mean, we like, just either, talked about this. Either he's like highly intelligent and knows that the symbol of the Iron Throne was what actually caused her death, or he saw a dagger in her and saw a perfect chair and was like, that's what attacked my mother. Yeah. <laughs> that would that make a lot of sense. And she John on the just, chair, I don't know. John just watches Drogon just steal his fucking knife and fly away with it. And he's like, I'm never getting that knife back. <laughs> he should have screamed at it like he did the other dragon. That worked last time. Yeah. He did. Man, what a Or, you know, maybe just end. left King's okay, Landing uh, immediately after that happened and not gotten caught like a dumbass. If Ghost was Arya there, Ghost yeah. would have made sure that John got the fuck out. Literally, I'm just saying. There are hey, so many pat. things they could have done to just, like, give anyone an inkling of being satisfied with this season. Yeah. But doesn't... My, okay, my main thing is... I've been like a huge apologist for the season. It has its issues, but I'm like, mostly it's okay until the last episode. And they picked Bran to go on the throne. Worst decision ever. Oh, yeah. Does, doesn't His he line say also. in like two episodes before or something like that? He's like, oh, I can't be Lord of Winterfell. I can't be Lord of anything anymore. Yeah. I'm a three eyed raven. Correct. I just live in the past. I have no yep. wants. I'm yep. not even yep. human, essentially. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Yep. And now here's the thing Tyrion said he should be king. <laughs> yeah. Tyrion's smart. <laughs> to be fair, his response was, why do you think I came here? Which I wanted to smack oh, that kid so hard. Also, oh my god, he he's so salty. I oh. I loved that they were just like, yeah. And when Bran dies, we'll vote for a new one. And I was like, the last three-eyed raven lived for what a hundred plus years? Yeah, like lived just became part of a tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> well, that's I, I on just... that's on Game of Thrones series two. So we'll to be catch fair, up with that I think my favorite part of Bran becoming king is Tyrion's like, how about this guy in a wheelchair? Nobody like. Maybe three people in that group know who Bran is. Yeah. Everyone else yeah. is just like, yeah. They're just <laughs> like, yeah, whatever, man. The guy who's not been around because he's north of the wall for like multiple seasons. Yeah, and everybody's like, like, yeah, we're good with him. Also, oh. is the like young kid the one from the uh, the tower that had the hole in the center? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, that the was. breast milk yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah breast yeah. milk he, kid. He grew. No wonder up. he's grown up so fast. Yeah. Yeah. He grew up big and strong. <laughs> he talked to Tormund. Gave him some advice. <laughs> like that that kid was there. The I love how they're just like oh, it's just so bad. It's just, all of it is just so bad. I like how the Ironborn were just non existent after season oh. or after episode like two. Yep. Yeah, what? Man, I, I guess think, that just didn't matter. I think Sansa's arc is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much it's, the only way. Like the only one. Yeah. Everybody hates her the most out of all of them. I hated her until yeah. she like got good at being her. <laughs> I don't know. How about that I mean, time she said her, she was happy? She's... She got like abused and raped. That was great. Thanks, mm. episode four. 
whatever freaking episode that was that was incredibly off-putting and weird yeah. another yeah. weird thing is yara being all like oh we're not gonna forgive yeah what? all this stuff and she's like d- doesn't even really care about daenerys being the queen like she only agreed to follow her to get independence for the iron islands and yeah. then doesn't even bring that up in the meeting after sansa's like hey we're gonna be independent she's just like oh wait hold on <laughs> i should have thought of that wait <laughs> i'm, I'm not second. actually part of the seven kingdoms but i'm still gonna vote on who gets to be king of the seven kingdoms real quick <laughs> you know I, I take it back the one thing that i'm satisfied with outside of the whole cersei dying thing and just being kind of lame is Theon Greyjoy. I don't think there's he probably a, a better arc. character arc in this entire show than his character arc. Because well, Theon figured out that Jamie's if he dies before the end, they was. can't ruin his character. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He died at the right time. If they would have just ended the season right there, just been <laughs> done, it would have been better. Just forget the last three episodes even exist. Man, man what a imagine. show. Imagine if this was like a 10-episode season dedicated to the Night King arc, and then the next season would be like the Mad Queen arc. Oh my gosh, it would have been so only. good. Yeah. And they had time to develop those plot lines. These are ideas that we have. It's better to just rush it and make sure everyone hates it so, yeah. you, can your, to, so no. you can ruin your next project. Well, they started some online petition for them to remake. <laughs> yeah. And there's already a million signatures. Yeah, it's funny. I wish people listened to people. Hey, speaking of which, people did listen to people because they've decided to completely remake Sonic. So Yeah, that's true. That's a positive update. I don't know that it'll be enough. Like, the movie looks bad, independent of Sonic. Yeah, but it it won't be absolutely terrible, maybe. Here's the main problem, though. It won't be terrifying. That was the main reason I was interested in all at all in seeing it, (laughs) was it looked so bad that it would be really funny. (laughs) So so here's my question, right? They said, hey, we're going to remake Sonic. Why on earth are they still showing the trailer of the bad Sonic then? Isn't that counterproductive of you fixing Sonic? Well, they already made it. Yeah. What, are they going to just take it down? They can take it off the internet. Well, you don't have to show them in theaters. Maybe like be like, oh, yeah, we probably shouldn't show this to the general public because maybe not everybody's seen it. <laughs> and you could like... Hold yeah, I mean, back a little bit. you can't stop people from re-uploading it, but maybe don't officially support the not Sonic that yeah, you're not doing. I guess I didn't doing. realize they were still showing it in theaters. They're still that showing it in theaters. That's the thing that I'm like, why? That why would little, you okay. do that? That makes sense. They should fix that. Because I think it was in uh, in front of John Wick or something like that that I was watching, and I was like, oh no, the Pokemon movie. I went to see the Pokemon movie, and it was in front of that, and I was just like, what? <laughs> why is this here? Um, I also wanted to mention, just before we move on to some game stuff, um, I recently, and Alex watched this too, we recently watched this uh, new Netflix original series called Bonding, uh, which is not at all what it seems like it's going to be. Isn't it um, the one about I mean, bondage like half... and awesome shit? Okay, I not, it's, not, it's not like at all. Half That's a bad is. way to say not at all. Uh, <laughs> it's half of what you imagine it would be. Um, but it is really just kind of like a bunch of short story episodes about this grad student who moonlights as a dominatrix and like she has like this she brings on her one of her friends to be their be her bodyguard it's actually quite funny a little weird at times because you know of course yeah but i mean there are some really there's some neat scenes it's 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 funny show and it's really quick i think the whole like watch time is like barely under three hours oh man okay yeah that's doable yeah. They're like 15-minute episodes. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes. 
They're pretty good. I just want to say real quick, no spoilers, John Wick Chapter 3. I went and saw it. Yeah. It's freaking so, so good. It's, it's amazing. So good. I mean, clearly this is not a spoiler because this was in the trailer, but how was he fighting on a horse? I mean, was it just as good <laughs> on the big screen? Oh, it's, my gosh. Dude. It's pretty good. It's, so just, good. it's not even like a smart reason. He just like finds a horse. And he's like, yeah. It's horse time. The, the fact Why that not? he kills multiple people with like having horses just kick people in the face is just great. Like not it, even him riding it. It's just him just being like, hey horse, smack that dude. And the horse is like, all right. I might like chapter three better than the other two. It might Ooh, be my favorite. Wow. Strong disagree. One where there's a sequel that's better than the original. I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, it's my initial it. feelings after seeing it was it was my favorite of the three. I will give you. I liked it better than two. I didn't yeah. like two very much, but one I think one's amazing. Yeah, and one, one is have incredible. A scene where he wanders through the desert because some guy told him to. That was weird to me. Like, <laughs> I thought odd. it was a joke. Some I just like, feel like jo- chapter the three. They were just like, all right, we've done standard fights a bunch in these movies. Let's f- figure out like sick gimmicks for each of these set pieces that's true and it did have and they're and it all worked. amazing <laughs> it just two, worked wow the two guys from the raid do show up which is pretty solid yeah they're like including actors from these very famous like high profile action movies that's fun so good did the rock from skyscraper show up with one leg <laughs> when you say the rock from no. skyscraper it's just the rock Dwayne the rock johnson yeah but it was like a very specific <laughs> made rock famous by skyscraper one leg <laughs> what about Journey Brendan Fraser? center of the earth <laughs> starring Dwayne the rock johnson. hey oh speaking of uh, john wick i don't know if you guys noticed but the guy who directed i don't know if it was this most recent one but at least the last one is going to be doing the uncharted movie mm-hmm. oh, okay okay sure maybe it so, won't suck Maybe it'll be like Detective Pikachu and be really good. To be was fair, I think the Uncharted movie Detective will be Pikachu was good. better as a movie. It was good. Yeah, Caleb. What are you I, talking I, about, Caleb? You love that series. <laughs> I, think, I think it'll work better as a movie. Some of your favorite video games is... is... Uh, in the video game realm, Alex, we didn't get to talk about this last time we recorded our cast because, of course, you know, my computer basically blew up and we didn't get to finish it. But the Valve Index... Yeah, it got announced. Yeah, by Valve. Guess. we had some people doing some pre-orders. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I didn't even money. realize last time we talked about it that Caleb had pre-ordered it. Also, oh, I thought you knew that. But yeah, we both pre-ordered it. It's their new VR headset they're putting out um, themselves, like apart from HTC. Yeah, and uh, it's got some interesting new features. Like it's the first headset I've seen that can do 120 and 144 hertz on the screens. Yeah, it looks so smooth. Um, the you know the resolution is obviously a little bit higher than the Rift and the Vive and all the older systems. Uh, their their audio system that they're employing is like instead of headphones that sit in or on your ears, they're like little tiny speakers that sit like hovering above your ears, which they I say see. is uh supposed to give you like a more like the sound is coming from your environment instead of just being inside your head sort of feeling. I- to me, that sounds like a lot like the um, the Bose uh, glasses that we tried out when we were at PAX East. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. They they have like a they have like a almost like a speaker that's pointed at your ear. Yeah, they had like a little directional covering. speaker hole that shot into your ear canal. It was hmm. weird. 
and you could totally hear the music just on the show floor at PAX. It was weird. Um, yeah, I, th- I think these will be better quality than that, I would expect, because they're, well, you know, like full-size drivers and everything. Right. And they're also doing the new um, controllers, the knuckles or whatever they call it, right? Yep. yep. The uh, knuckle controllers now labeled the index controllers. <laughs> um, so the the special things about those is you've got this strap, so it straps to your hand so you don't have to actually physically hold it. Like you can just wave your hand around and the controller strapped to your hand. So that's kind of cool. And uh, it's got like 87 sensors in there that can give you finger tracking. Mm-hmm. So it can track anywhere you're putting your fingers on the thing. And so you can just like reach out with an open hand and grab something like physically and it should react the way like properly inside the game and just getting, feel natural to grab something. Yeah. We're getting closer to some ready player one gloves. Yeah. There's a company haptics haptics. Thank you. Have we talked about that before the gloves? Yeah. I actually met a guy who works there. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Yeah. The, the guys brought the gloves to us. They're, um, there are these gloves that slide onto your hands and they have, um, a bunch of gloves that slide on your hands. Yeah, huh? Shut up. They have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have VR tracking on them. Um, for use with steam VR, I think, but it also has, um, there's little tiny air pockets, like very tiny ones all over the front and back of the hand. And what they do is they fill them up to get, to give pressure points on your hand. So like one of the examples they had was there's a little tiny fox and if you put your hand out, he'll jump into your hand and you can feel all four of his feet walking around on your palm and it's really cool. And they have these, um, I forget what they call them, but they're little bars that run on the back of your hand or back of your fingers that actually put pressure on your hands. So if you like push down on a table, you'll feel pressure pushing your hand and it, it they were very impressive. I think that'll be really cool once that becomes a common thing. Telling you, Ready Player One gloves. It's time. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's a train or a car, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, is that the is that the alarm for us to stop recording? Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I also want to mention we uh, haven't had a chance to talk about it, but the Bloodborne board game Kickstarter. Yeah, it's um, getting taking all my money. Yeah, I don't know if you guys looked, but it's it is it's over at this point. But it was over four million dollars. Wow. On Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully they can deliver. You know. There's so much freaking content in that. I know. That's a little Jeez. concerning when it gets that big. There's so many models. Oh my gosh. Not as big as Tainted Grail. How this, big was yeah, not. How much money did they raise on Kickstarter? I don't remember. Exactly. Uh, it's like $6 million. Cheap. Like that. Close to that. When is that supposed to, uh, Bloodborne is supposed to deliver like mid next year, right? Mm, I don't remember, honestly. That's, I think, when Tainted Grail is supposed to come out as well. Nice. Or I think the base game might be this summer, but yeah, I waited on the all. The, yeah, I just waited on all the extra stuff, which is supposed to be like summer twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um. Additionally, yet again, man, I'm so sad. We had so many good things on our last podcast, but yeah, it's gone forever now. Um, Borderlands three gameplay stream. We talked about that a little bit. I don't know who all watched it. I watched most of it. Actually, I ended up watching all of it. It was like super long, time. right? Several hours, right? Yeah, it was like an hour. Oh, okay. There was like a secondary stream that IGN did that I didn't care about. So, I can IGN. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it didn't... I was not... Imp- I haven't, I'm not impressed with uh, Borderlands 3. I'm going to get it and play it because multiple people in this group are going to get it and play it. But it didn't seem like they had added 
so much that was interesting. Obviously, they got a whole bunch of different gun types. It needs that. But they didn't do any a lot with, like, skills or anything. Like, they have some new characters, and they all have one skill, like, before. I was kind of expecting there would be um, more to them. No, they don't. They have three, don't they? Well, yeah, but you can only have one equipped at any given time. Unless you you're can't... the special guy who can have two equipped. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't actually watch it. They do, they do have multiple ones they can choose from, but you can only have one at any given time. I see. Okay. Yeah. So, it... I don't know. It doesn't seem like they added enough to be super excited about it, but... When is it supposed to come out? Do they have a release date? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... they do. It's this year. It's November, I think. Yeah, this year? Right. It's this year. Okay. Yeah. When they announced it at PAX, it had a release date. Wow. I'll look September it up on 13th. the Epic Store right now. There you go. Okay. Banging. On the nice. Epic Store. Uh, yeah, right yeah, now, if you get it on the Epic Store, it's $10 off. Did we mention yeah. Is that sale still going? Epic. Yep. Nice. Is it still going tomorrow is the question. <laughs> when this goes up. Well, hope so. Oh, uh, yeah. Just Epic maybe. Mega Sale. You can get $10 off of it. 50 bucks for Borderlands 3. The cool thing about that was I actually I ordered Borderlands 3 before the sale, and they actually refunded me $10. Nice. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. I was cool. pleasantly surprised because I was like, why the fuck did I get $10 from Epic? I, I Nothing happened. I was like, oh, my God. That sale I was upset about, they refunded me. Wow. <laughs> Steam doesn't do that, do they? I was going to say, yeah, good job, Epic. Apparently... Yeah. During if you submit a ticket play. to Steam, I bet they'd, they'd help you out. I think they will, yeah. It's possible. Well, they, Janae will buy things like off of Target sometimes, and if there's a thing that shows up, she can just message the chat, and they just instantly refund her. Nice. nice. Which is crazy. But I mean, that's probably why they're doing so well. About that I heard, Epic Store sale, yeah. apparently some people, because you, like, you can only buy one thing at a time because they don't have a cart, right? So if you buy <laughs> more than like so five items really fast, it'll flag you for like fraudulent purchases and it'll stop you from buying things on the store <laughs> like multiple people have been stopped and had to like submit tickets so they can purchase games to this is why fair, you shouldn't buy ridiculous. things on the epic store there's only like five things on the epic store anyways <laughs> if only well, if there was another online resource that you could use to buy and manage your video games <laughs> Oh, there is. It's you play. Never mind. Never yeah. Let's all just go play. You play. <laughs> hey, at least Epic's better than you play. They always got that origin for them. Origin. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Bethesda store. Yeah. Oof. The Bethesda store. There's some good ones, guys. Uh, <sighs> Caleb got tricked into using the Bethesda store. I did. To play 76. No, I bought Rage 2 on the Humble store, and apparently they were only giving Bethesda store keys for it. That's rough, buddy. You sucker. So I saved some money, but I had to play it on the Bethesda launcher. Just not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Have you just linked it up so you can just launch it from Steam? No. Oh. I mm-hmm. have done that. So there, there's a way you can go into the logs of the Epic um, Store files and figure out what your authentication keys are to launch the games. And then you can add those as uh, launch options to the links that you create in Steam. Yep. And you can just launch the Epic Store games without the Epic Store even being open. It's pretty good. I think it's the only one you can do that on. Because the other ones, you can you can use it to launch it, but it has to launch from... Yeah. Like, you're just clicking a like a shortcut from Steam. Right? Like, you launch, like, Division, and then it launches Uplay, and then Uplay launches Division. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Um, I just came across a uh, new uh, game system that's coming out in 2020. 
just before we started recording. It's called the uh, Atari Play Date. VCS? Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> sorry. It's, sorry. Ca- it's called the Play Date. It's from a company called Panic, who apparently like published Firewatch and some other stuff. Uh, and they just they like usually create software, but they're just decided to make a handheld for some reason. Um, okay. It sort of looks like a, like a Game Boy, and it has a crank on the side of it, which works as like a rotary like control. That's um, stupid. So but that's, okay. I mean, it's <laughs> also tiny. Yeah, but I think the cool part of it is they're There's launching it. Games. They're launching it only with the games that they are making for it. Oh. And they're coming out like as a surprise, like once a week after it launches. So you don't even know like what kind of games are going to come on this thing, but they're just like releasing games every week for it. I feel you like just nobody's going to buy that. I don't know. It's yep. kind of a cool idea. Also, I've cool. got my fingers crossed with a name like Playdate. They're all just going to be dating sims. Because <laughs> <laughs> that'd be kind of lit. The one it thing that they also... did demo was a dating game. Thank God. Mm. <laughs> all right. I take everything bad I said back. I'm buying it's it. It's also a 2.7 inch 400 by 240 screen with no bla- no backlight and it's in black and white. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it'll be like retro. 12 cents. Yeah. I was going to say. It's well, $149. No. What? Yeah. Fuck that. That's way too much. <laughs> For half the price of a Nintendo Switch, you can get worse quality than the original Game Boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much. I feel like it's sort of like a social experiment handheld, like to yeah. see. Yeah, here's my social experiment for it. No, and we're done. Wow. This article from TechCrunch, the first sentence is, tired of your smartphone games and don't want to take your Switch on the train with you today? Panic? <laughs> no. Why would you no. not bring your Switch with you? <laughs> no, that's just, yeah. stop it. Nice try. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's not $150 cool. Yeah, it does it maybe $50 cool. Does it have Monster Prom 2, though? Hey, I was so excited to see that that was getting kickstarted. Yeah, Yeah. did you look at it at all? I honestly just blind backed it. (laughs) I'm going to level with you. It looks like it's going to have three different game modes. Yes. One that's like a turn-based snowball fight with all the characters. Which, like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I don't remember what the other two are. The important thing that I saw was, for an extra $80, you can get a poly body pillow. <laughs> yep. So that's important to me. Please Is tell me the, you backed it ghost. at that level. I'm not paying $80. Honestly, I got the very last early bird copy of the game. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, which is the only reason I backed it immediately and then didn't even bother looking at it. Because <laughs> I, I was still like, have I not, got it. I yeah, still have not ghost. played the original one of these. God, we should, we should do another playthrough of it. It we was so should. much fun I'm when in. we did it the first time. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even do it as part of the 24-hour stream. No, we didn't. We should no. just, instead of doing the Humble Bundle, because we're already going to miss that fucking <laughs> deadline, we should just play Monster Problem. I have the DLC <laughs> for it. Let's fucking go. Dude, uh, let's do it. Yeah, right now, mid-podcast. I'll and it up. cut. Um, this is coming out October 2020. That's so long. Yeah. It's, it's got three modes. They're, apparently, each mode is shorter than the, the first game. The first but, game was a little long. Like yeah. Hour, I think that's probably like a good an idea. Hour. And so, but they said that the three modes together will be as long as the first game. Oh, nice. So I was like, that'll be good. That'll be like still worth the content and you know, what you're paying for, but 
it gives you a quicker amount of variety and the ability to kind of like jump in easier that you're not just like, oh, hey, even this, the quick version of the original game is what, like an hour, 45 minutes, something like that. It's yeah. not quick. Wait, is that the one that has like the two different versions so you can play one that's quick and one that's long and the quick yeah. one is just like very slightly shorter than the long yes. one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, it looks like they hit a stretch goal for a card game too. Yes, they yeah, did. Can't awesome confirm. That. So let's talk about a couple of things that are kind of outside of uh, board game realm, but kind of just still interesting to us. Um, number one, we talked last week a little bit about uh, Amazon. Alex, maybe you want to talk about this again. Yeah, I mean, I just mentioned, like, I read an article that Amazon had just doubled their profits this than compared to, like, last year or something like that. And, and, like, most of their profits now come from their web services division, which Not is surprising. just baffling to me because when you talk about buying something online, you're talking about going to Amazon to see if it's on Amazon. Yep. Like, their it's like e-commerce the... business must be crazy. It's like the, well, this is probably more Midwest, but it's like the, I have to run the Walmart version of like physically going to a store to buy something. That was always like, at least growing up, that was like always the, you would mention Walmart if you were going literally anywhere to go buy something in town. Yeah, I, I think the, the issue becomes is they do have a lot there, but they're not making a lot of money off of what they're selling because of the small margins that people are selling it above you know what they're getting them from distributors and then the shipping that it costs them to send it i mean you're talking about even if you're paying for you know like a brand new tv amazon's maybe making a dollar off of that sale you think it's that little oh it is i mean they don't have to make much to make a lot of money the, mm. Amazon makes its money by the volume of stuff that it sells, not by like, oh, hey, we sold a TV, so we made like a ton of money off of that sale. That's why everything on Amazon is so cheap. I did see also they're trying to push people towards choosing a Prime Day now. Oh, it's here where... in Kansas City. They just arrived. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw it. I was going to go order something the other day, and basically you pick a day, and mm-hmm. then no matter when you order something, it will show up your house on that day. Like you can so choose like, like standard, like to have the two day turnaround shipping or the one day if it's available, or you can just say, I wanted to arrive at my house on my prime day. Like you could order that day and it would show up like or if you ordered before. Your... Right. Why would you not choose two days? It's so weird. I don't know. I think you get, uh, I, I haven't seen that yet, but I think you probably get benefits. Like if you know how they do the thing where if you do normal shipping, they give you uh, in like credit towards digital purchase stuff. Yeah. Like they'll give you like a dollar towards whatever two dollars towards something yeah i think they're probably going to implement something in the same realm with this so if you pick a day and then you know you order like three four days in advance and you choose not to do the two-day shipping they'll probably just give you something for it i feel like they want to eventually take the two-day away yeah and just have prime day probably cost them a lot of money so like i mean if my prime day is monday and i decide on tuesday that i need something i now have to wait a week yeah well and they also do like uh a lot of last mile delivery i think that's what they call it last mile basically they used to work through like the post office and fedex and ups to deliver their their packages last mile so they would bring it to wherever they were gonna like the local region 
and then it would get given to the post office or one of those other places to deliver. But now they're just doing a lot of that own their own freight. I thought like, they did they, like laser ship for the last. Well, know, whatever they've done, I mean, the they're just hiring a bunch of contractors a now. Huge majority of their their shipping stuff, but now they're doing a lot of independent contract work. I also read an article recently. They were talking about their warehouses, and a lot of the employees that work in the warehouses, it's uh, usually horrifying. Like, yeah, well, that, yes, horrifying. It's also low, um, what do they call that? It's basically just like low-wage work. And so they have built a lot of game systems because they're trying to gamify their work environment. So the people who manage packing and stacking stuff are playing a game on a tablet that's like... Uh, a vectorized version of what's actually going on in the packing bay that they're working on. So it's like Tetris. They also have ones for the robots that are like moving things around the warehouse floor. And then there's a couple of, for like distribution type network things. So it's just kind of neat that they're trying to gamify what they're doing, especially for people who probably absolutely hate their job working in those warehouses. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, last but not least, uh, I wanted to mention... Owen, did you get your interview in? I did get my interview in. Did I you? do not know how much of that I am able to actually give us to, like, put up, but I can talk about it. Um, I interviewed the Washington Justice. Uh, they're really good. They're <laughs> not, but they're very good people. Yeah, um, you let people know who they are? They are the Washington Overwatch Justice. team. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was um, really hoping that was going to be his response. Nope. And uh, they are currently 17th in the league. Out, out of 20. <laughs> okay. No, so not worst. Not we worst. are not the worst. Are the we dragons just... worst? No. Dragons are, are, are above us. No? Oh, great. Oh. <laughs> Doing so good. But anyway, uh, I was able to sit down with some of the players and talk to them about um, their mental health and uh, like how they are able to play esports at such a caliber. Uh, and also, I talked to the coach about it, and he was saying how like um, like they they lost their assistant manager, and the coach was talking about how like difficult it is. You know, they're a new franchise, but they're also not doing great and they know that and so there's a lot of stress and it's really like messing up a lot of their health uh and so i was talking to them about like what they're doing to combat that and to make sure that they are uh clear-headed and ready to play and not you know kind of kind of shrug it off um is it weird to like imagine the fact that there are people like mentally distressed by their full-time job being playing a video game competitively. That not Someone seem... on this podcast, I'm not going to mention, it seems to get mentally distressed playing it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, okay, hey, hey, I never say who. Wow. <laughs> Could have been any of us. <laughs> Owen. <laughs> and I was not even that bad. Damn. Aaron sometimes gets pretty mentally stressed in Dota, too. So, you know, it happens to all of us. Yeah. Most, most of us. Um, but yeah, talk to them about that, how they like practice, uh, you know, how long they practice, um, which they, you know, they're playing a lot. They do play other games to kind of also practice as well. Their call outs and things like that. So, uh, it's not just playing Overwatch for 14 hours a day. A lot of um, Fortnite. It's, they it's actually play a lot of League of Legends. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, or Smash. 
a bunch of them play Smash to kind of keep their uh, like Twitch reactions high. Um, but yeah, that it was it was a very neat experience being able to uh, discuss with them uh, what they're up to and just kind of uh, get to get that opportunity and and for that i do thank the washington justice because you know most people would have looked at my request and just been like well this doesn't benefit us in any way and shrugged it off and the fact that they were like no we'll do this uh really says a lot about the character of those people uh both in charge and also the players themselves and that that does mean a lot that they were able to take their time and just be like yeah we know that this is important to you and even though like this may not show anything to us. It may help video games and esports in the long run, and we care about that. And I was like, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Who and or what were you inter- interviewing for on behalf uh, of? I, et cetera, et cetera. I, I was interviewing for my job to get a demo reel set up together so that way oh. I can then take that to my higher ups and just be like, hey, we should do something with esports or video games and here is what the audio would sound like nice so it was just kind of to give them an example of what i can do and what 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 it would be so Um, you had your iphone in front of you and you hit the voice record button. i had an actual (laughs) recorder i had a field uh i had a field kit i had two mics and a field recorder with me very nice um Make sure if you did not last, if like if you're, if you're listening and you did not listen to our last podcast, uh, we did have the Fathor talking a little bit yeah. about <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah, man, talk about not a disappointing end Seriously. of an era. Wow. Yeah. Um, so make sure you take a listen to that. Also, there are two other episodes in there that are also very good. One's about uh, Infinity War, and then the other one's about it's like technically the top. You did more than the top ten, right? We ranked yeah, did all, all of them. them. You we did just all ranked them top 22. to bottom, baby. Okay, was that that was before that was, was before right Endgame, before Endgame, right? Yeah. Yes. So for the, the Dark World, number one, <laughs> yeah. followed by okay, perfect. So go back and listen to that because I'm <laughs> sure that list is excellent. Uh, also check out our website if you wanted to look at some of the other content we've done. Uh, I know we recently posted a video of Alex trying to beat Lady Butterfly. Is that her name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which went well. Very well, Lady Butterfly. Um. Anyway, so check that out and thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me. Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrial with an e.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.